witticism. Colloquialism. Segway. You're such an egotist. Yes. By the way, guys, I'm really humble. Well, how do you do? Now when you get for free. Oh, God, it's awful. Bad Philosophy, episode 159, recorded on January 6th, 2015. Same as it ever was. Hey, it's Bad Philosophy. Welcome back. Um, yep. This is, yeah, yeah. Welcome back to the show because we have the exact same crew that we had last year. For our, do we? Yeah, I don't remember what we had last year. Our, our that new, was a long time ago. So it's a, it's our New Year's. We do this every New Year. We find out what's been going. We basically look at our predictions that we made last year and make predictions for the following year and then see how we did. <laughs> Poorly. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, we've actually, we've had some good successes over the years and we have the exact same crew uh, for our 2015 New Year's show as for 2014. Yay. Uh, my good friend, Kevin Saunders. I am still here. <laughs> and then uh, joining us at, at on very short notice, and I'm, I'm hugely grateful to Yay. him for this. Uh, through an encrypted audio conversation on the Jitsi chat client is Matt Legler. I wouldn't have it any other way. How you doing? <laughs> uh, Matt, where are you right now? Uh, in an, a secure location. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, that, I, that I cannot disclose for, <laughs> right. for national no, I'm security. A, I'm out in Oklahoma City. Um, I know where been, that is. Uh, coming out here for work a lot lately, so... Okay. Uh, currently, I'm sitting in a hotel room. <laughs> Woo! Uh, and the internet is uh, not bad. Are you using your tethering? Well, I'm gold at Marriott, so using that status, you're able to get. <laughs> so a, you've been you traveling know, a, a little lot. Bit. Oh my! <laughs> yeah. So I've got the premium tiered internet. Ooh. Yeah. Which tell means... you what? Four megabits? Yeah. You Five. Know. Oh, I think I think it hit four and a half today. Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> fast. Look out, Google Fiber. So um, we're we're going to try not to go like completely inside baseball in this New Year's show. There's actually so I I actually did my homework this this New Year's. I'm I'm doing my homework right now. I uh, I listened through our, our predictions for for uh, from the last show and just sort of compiled like all the stuff we talked about. So we're going to spend the first half of our exactly hour long show uh, going back over the things that we predicted and uh, how they actually turned out. So I'll start with uh, with you, Kevin. Me, Kevin. Yeah, you, Kevin. Let's talk about the Veronica Mars movie. Uh, yeah. Did what I talk thing? about the Veronica Mars movie last year? Was I excited about it? You were excited about it, and and we were like, Kickstarter was gonna like, we thought 2013 was gonna like be a breakout year for Kickstarter or something, and I'll, it was like, eh. I'll, I'll be honest, I might have a Kickstarter problem. Oh, I dear. I am uh, I'm very close to backing my. 50th Kickstarter. Um, Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I started in the early days of Kickstarter. Like, I I kick, I kick started my first kick. Um, <laughs> Something. Back in the days when kick, it was invite only and only first. used by uh, webcomic artists. Like, right. that's really the people who did it earliest. Um, and that was a long time ago. But, uh, yeah, I, I realized recently that I'm one away from uh, 50 on the Kickstarter thing. That's a, that's a lot of kicks started. I, um, I've kicked a lot. Um, so, so, well, did you enjoy the Veronica Mars movie? I did. I did immensely. Um, it was it was total fan bait, um, <laughs> which which uh, Rob Thomas admitted. He goes I – mean, for a crowdfunded movie. Yeah. Like, why else, well, he, what he, else would you do? Yeah, he, so. he kind of said – I think it was in the interview somewhere. He said uh, it would be – 
I, I could have made a different movie. I could have made a movie about, you know, where these characters were 10 years later and sort of, um, you know, exploring these different themes and doing stuff with that. But then I said, I would maybe have done that if this was a movie made by the studios. But this yeah. was a movie made by the fans. Yeah. I'm going to give them the movie they want. Was like, were the fan cameos really obvious? No. no. Uh, those were not, okay. um, thankfully. Yeah. Um, but there was a lot of fan service. There was a lot of, the, like, callbacks and things like that. Okay. And as a fan of the show, I was pleased. Um Part of me, as, as a fan of new and interesting drama from the mind of Rob Thomas, would have liked to have seen that other movie he promised, he could have mm. made. Um, but I'm perfectly happy with what he made. Uh, and I still wear my uh, Veronica Zamora's t-shirt occasionally, which is one of two t-shirts I have for movies that I kickstarted. Cool. Well, uh, that's I'm, I'm just going to churn through these. Yeah. There's, there's a, a lot of stuff. Um, you, you predicted uh, – well, let's go to one of yours, Matt um, – you had some goals sure. for, for 2014. Uh, how'd you do with the scuba diving? <laughs> well, I think that may be one of the few that actually went somewhere. Um, have I talked to y'all since then? I may no. Have not. No, I think <laughs> I think it has literally been since the last new so it would be interesting just pause. Like as a if you're a fan of this show or if you're like listening through our backlog, I think it would be really fun to listen to all of the New Year's episodes in order. Mm-hmm. Like that kind would of be a boyhood a, thing. Yeah, that would be a really good playlist, and especially the last year's and this year. We're going to try to make the consistency really sure. good. Sure, we'll see what happens. <laughs> so, so Matt, yeah, it's going to be tight. You, you had. I'll just go sure, through all so your goals, and I, then you tell me how you did. The scuba eight logged scuba dives. You had a goal for running a certain amount. You were going to get into making music, and then you wanted to get an iPhone app published in the App Store. So, how did all those go? Okay, so. Well, that's kind of depressing hearing the list. Um, <laughs> it's always, always. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I'm glad that I put diving as first on the list because it was my most important. And um, I got together with a buddy of mine. We were sitting around on my balcony one evening, probably drinking some whiskey. And, and he was like, well, let's make it happen. So we booked a week-long cruise, and we went out to the Eastern Caribbean, uh, went to Puerto Rico, Grand Turk, St. Thomas, um, somewhere else bahamas and uh we went diving in lots of those places uh and it was incredible we got to dive a wall uh got to see a bunch of stuff that i have no idea what it is since i'm relatively new to diving (laughs) but i didn't get eaten by a shark and we got in several dives and it was so much fun that we have um already booked travel for a diving trip to hawaii here in a few months so i would say overall that was as far as goals go that was a bang up total success Oh, that's good to hear, Matt. Um, I have yet to dive for real in my life, but I feel like it's one of those things that I could insanely enjoy along with Dude, skydiving. You would love it. And I used it as my excuse to buy my GoPro, and <laughs> so I actually have underwater footage of my dives, which is pretty you awesome. Do. If you <laughs> have that publicly anywhere on the internet, let's link to it in the show notes. Because that is, okay, yeah. that's, a, that's a great payoff for the audience. <laughs> Um, yeah, goal for uh, 2015 is to actually put that on YouTube. <laughs> okay, I think that is that is an achievable goal. That is you'll, a you'll, you'll, uh, you'll succeed there. Um, right, so, but you know, I, I recorded it in 4K, so getting that uh, onto YouTube is not exactly an YouTube easy. YouTube does 4K video. <laughs> yeah, there's they, like three of them. Well, it'll take a while to upload. YouTube though. can. My my Mac. My late 2008 model MacBook Pro cannot process the video. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't imagine. It'll but your, uh, your your premium hotel internet should be able to, to upload, to upload that, that right. in, in weeks. <laughs> Easily. So uh, I'll go yeah, through. So I, I'm happy with that. I, I just want to run. Uh, the running, I, 
I've run a few times. Um, it's nothing consistent. So I would say um, fail. fail music. I've actually got I got a keyboard in my apartment, so I've been playing guitar and piano quite a bit. So, All right. Um, I, Do you have I'm a YouTube channel that. yet? Um, oh, pfft, heck no. But uh, I, I like just as a, um, a hobby, recreational with friends. I mean, we'll sit around, play stuff. So and, and that was that was the biggest thing that I really want to do there is just not lose touch with um, just the fun that is in music. Yeah, um, it doesn't have fun. to be like a job or, or you don't have to be like making money on Patreon or something. Right, right. I mean, I don't even ever plan on doing anything like that. But. Okay. So uh, I would how, say that's a partial success. Um, so the iPhone app I wanted to do was an internal tool I wanted to build for my employer. And I'll be honest, um, I haven't had time. Oh. <laughs> so it's, I want to, but that one is an, that is an absolute fail. Well, um, I you got, got together one with some out of friends. four. <laughs> I got one out of four. Well, that's better than most people's New Year's resolutions, right? I Can would I say so. We, we didn't, you, I'll pat you on the back for that, Matt. And I think Kevin will give you a pat sure. too. <laughs> Pats all around. When it comes to resolutions. Was, was that a secure pat? <laughs> yes, that was an encrypted pat on your back. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, and speaking of which, I was gonna save it, but I'll just I'll segue right into it. You you predicted like s scary, and maybe it's not so scary in retrospect, given like what we knew, uh, what came out in 2013 with the Snowden revelations and everything. But you you predicted that security and privacy issues would become super important in 2014, at the beginning yeah. of 2014. Which which in many ways, also thank you for. Um, I think you might have recommended Security Now. The mm. podcast. Um, I love I've it. Been, Steve Gibson. I've been oh Steve Gibson, Leo Laporte. Um, I've been listening to it almost nonstop since uh, summer of this year, and I wish I'd been listening to it for so much longer. Um, they yeah. did a. Did you go back and listen to the early episodes? No, I haven't yet. Um, but I understand it, he he has like spent a lot more time going into like how central processors work and like how the internet works and like all these yeah it's crazy awesome stuff. And he's just like great at explaining everything. So I, yeah, I can't recommend Steve Gibson security now highly enough, but I mean, Matt, you, you know, you might've just stolen it from, from them, but you nailed it. And I got to give you a huge high five for that. <laughs> high five. <laughs> Cause we had, you know, among other things, right. The heart bleed, um, pass, you know, the, the SSL vulnerability came out, the shell shock where like anyone could run, uh, bash commands, you know, this like 20 year old, um, old issue, right, right. This, the Sony hack, of course, um, the movie, the documentary citizen four came out about Ed Snowden. Um, and then we, we've had all this stuff come out about how the government is, is using, uh, like cell phone catching technologies called stingrays or MZ catchers to, um, spy mm -hmm. without a warrant on U S citizens and retain data for who knows how long. And like, so it just, it was, it was one of these like really sobering years on the internet. We had all the net neutrality stuff happen and uh, right. it just, I, I feel like um, we didn't, we didn't make a lot of progress in 2014, but it, it's like the stuff that started in 2013 got real in 2014. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And it, what's, I, I agree with you. I don't think we made progress. I'm just as concerned about all of it now <laughs> as I was a year ago. Wow. If not more, maybe more. Um, I mean, I, I have hope that things will get better. Um, kind of like, I see a lot of things that are similar to, 
like back in the day when the some websites used SSL when you logged in, some didn't, and so it's kind of hit and miss. Um, I see a lot of things like that that I wish would become more common. Like in in my mind, um, everyone should be forced to use two factor authentication. Um, Or Wow. maybe not forced is not forced is not the right word, but it should be a default, um, Oh. because, um, so, you know, Well, I I'm think fine we'll... with if you want to turn it off, turn it off. That's great, but I think in general the reason we have so many problems is because we've hit this critical mass where grandma's using the internet and she doesn't know how to keep herself safe. Right. Um, I saw this a lot with, uh, I've since uh, joined the Electronic Frontier Foundation Austin group, uh, which is a, a kind of cyber liberties activism group that's been around since uh, the early 90s. It is, it is not officially related to the Electronic Frontier Foundation, uh, which is based in San Francisco, but it started at the same time. Uh, and it's a cool story that I'll you know, leave you to find out on your own. But we did a, we did this, um, like surveillance self-defense workshop recently that, that I kind of, um, spearheaded and, um, we had ACLU Texas sponsor and we got a lot of people there who I would say Kevin like needed the whole one-to-one -one program first. And they, they were there alongside w like people who do this all the time. Like, you Yeah. know, Matt and I were just like, steeped in it Mm and, hmm and just living in it. And, and it showed me that there is just a very broad spectrum of um, knowledge bases out there, Sure. but that everybody needs this. And it's going to be a lot of work to get everyone up to speed. I think um, the biggest, the best way that we can get secure is, is just for it to be built in by the developers. So I think WhatsApp encrypting all their messages end to end is a great move. Yeah. Uh, Apple really pushing security as a feature, Uh, as a selling point for their products is excellent. Mm -hmm. And um, things like what the EFF is doing, to your point, Matt, about um, domain validation, just making it easy for people to implement. The uh, Encrypt Right. Now initiative will make uh, securely connecting to the website, or at least validating that they are the site that they say they are, Mm -hmm. um, is just a great first step and it's going to be free for everybody uh, starting next year. So I think here's, I mean, we're not in prediction mode yet, but like, I'll make a, a quick one. <laughs> Apparently you are. Um, and maybe make it a co-prediction with you, Matt, that like security and privacy issues will continue to become super important, but we may start seeing real solutions rolled out in 2015. Right. And I'll, I'll toss a few more thoughts out once we get to predictions that are related to Okay. that. <laughs> well, we'll come back to it. Kevin, Yes. you had a goal to read a bunch of long books. Uh, I read none of those books. <laughs> Um, you, you were going to read <laughs> Ulysses, Infinite uh-huh. Jest, Mm -hmm. House of Leaves, Mm -hmm. Gravity's Rainbow, and Cloud, Cloud Atlas. I started four of those. Um, I did not finish any of them. Um, I will say I got farther on Ulysses than I ever have before, which is always really my goal when I read Ulysses. How far is far? Um, I mean, I can go grab the book and see where my bookmark is. I'm about a third of the way through it. Okay. Um, which is, which is again, farther than I've ever been <laughs> on Ulysses before. And I've tried to read Ulysses three or four times, I mentioned on the last episode that we and talked it just, about it just it. doesn't happen. You just like. It's one of those books that is, again, and, and this time, again, reading it, there's like some really neat things going on. I have the new Bloomsday book, which is sort of, again, page by page, almost line by line. Like, here's what's happening. Here's some, some of the, like, just earliest base level Ah. <sighs> sort of meanings and stuff that's going on there. And it's like, yeah, that's really awesome. And... And then I put it down and I walk away. Um, Uh, it was hard for me to get through. I actually went through Infinite Jest this year yeah. uh, with a, a postmodern book club. And the only way that I got through that book, that tome, 
uh, was through audiobook. Mm-hmm. Like, like I had to, it, it has to just be force fed to me. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, I am not. Going uh, I do to... actually have the the audiobook of Ulysses. Um, uh, but the the only problem is it's it's done in authentic accents, and they're all um, they're all Irish. Oh. Um, and so that that. Normally, I listen to audiobooks at double speed. Yeah, um, because I couldn't listen to uh, to Infinite double. No. I, I well, I don't think I could do it with with Ulysses either. And it's mm-hmm. one of those like I've never tried, but I, I started it at normal speed, and like the accent was so thick, like I almost wanted to have the book next to me as I was reading oh. it. Yeah, um, but it was it's quite good. Um, so, uh, oh well. Yeah. However, instead, um, <laughs> I, I I abandoned that about. Five months into the year, four to five months into the year, yeah, I was kind far. of like, eh, this isn't going to happen. Yeah. Um, and so instead I just said, okay, let's just count what I read again. Let's see how far – you know, I probably won't get to 52 because I'm starting late. Yeah. Um, and I've been focusing on these other things. Um, and so instead of uh, doing a spreadsheet like I did last year because I was starting late, I just started logging everything I'd read on Goodreads, the, uh, the literature <coughs> social network. You sneezed. I did. Um, and so I just, I would tag everything I read with 2014 on it every time <laughs> I read it. And <clears throat> you sneezed again. I did. There's probably one more coming. Oh, dear. Uh, my final count was 64 books, mm-hmm. um, which I'm pretty proud of considering I spent a number of months reading these long reads that I didn't even finish. Um, but, uh, I read a lot. Uh, I, I can't not read um, I do audiobooks, as you know, uh, and I listen to those everywhere mm. I can. Um, I also uh, read every night before going to bed. Like, I can't fall asleep without putting a book in my hand, be it E or otherwise. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'll read there. Um, I've, I reinstituted my library card, which had been inactive for two years. Um, and I'm working my way through Attack on Titan, oh. uh, which I'm borrowing from the library. Not the show. The, Not the uh, show, the, the, the manga. manga yeah. Um, and it's, it's better than the show. Huh. I started watching the show and I got bored. Hmm. Um, I think some of that is because the show has a glacial pace as, as does the manga, but I can read through three books in an afternoon in the manga. Yeah, um, the shows you and you, it's like harder to watch shows on double speed. Like you really can't. No, you can't do you it. Can't, um, I, I have started to watch YouTube videos at, at like faster speeds. I don't really? Know, like, like I, didn't know was, I didn't know that was a feature. Mm, it is now. Yeah. Um, I, like, do you do that, Matt? I I didn't even realize that that was available on YouTube. I'll do it when I'm listening <laughs> to an audio book, but. Yeah. Yeah. No. It's it is. I, I I find it especially good for like TED Talks or you know. Sure. Any, certain, any certain yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Is uh, is really good sped up. Yeah. But uh, yeah. I so I read I read a lot of books, but did not did not any of the ones I meant to read. What you been listening to, Matt? Well, I just said I love listening to lectures from professors that sound like they're um, a squeaky mouse talking about cheese. No. Uh, well, come on. If it's don't... a good doubling, it, <laughs> yeah. they pitch it correct and things like that. <laughs> It does, what what I can't do is um, some podcasts use a lot of music. Yeah, that's one because I, I I do podcasts at one and a half. Yeah, um, that's the limit of what I can listen to. And the transitional music just sounds. And the transitional music sounds really bad. Strange. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's like Radiolab or yeah. or This American Life. I can't. Yeah. Oh, I'll, I'll, I I do This American Life. I do Planet Money. I do. Uh, I did the entirety of Serial uh, on double on time and a half. Can we do a whole episode on Serial? Probably. We probably There's should. There's some problems with cereal. Really? Yeah. Uh, uh, did you read the the Intercepts interview with Jay? No. Well, yes, I did. 
Jay's a liar. That's that's what I took away from that review. Really? Yeah. Oh. Jay is more of a liar. That's I just, what I took away. I, I I felt a little bad for him. I didn't. Like, the uh, I don't know. Um, another episode. Yeah, we'll we'll talk um, about that another. I yeah. Oh, all right. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so so uh, moving on though, because uh, we have a lot to get yeah, a lot to cover, and time is uh, ticking. Time is ticking. Um, twenty fourteen movies. I'm just gonna blow right through these. Sure. Um, the new Muppets movie. I didn't see it. Didn't see it. Matt. I didn't see it. No. Cool. All right. Uh, there we go. Captain America. What Loved is, it. I haven't seen it yet. Ah, oh, you need to watch it. It's good. All right. Um, nope. Transcendence. Didn't see sucked, it. Didn't see apparently, it. Apparently, and I didn't see it. Uh, Godzilla. That yeah, was all right. Didn't see it. It was. It was okay. It's not a great movie. Uh, Edge of Tomorrow. Didn't see it. Awesome. Don't movie. you mean? Don't you mean Live Die Repeat? Oh, God. Because they, they retitled it. They retitled it. Whatever. It's a good movie. I, so I've heard. I've, you, it really I've, is yeah. the best of Groundhog Day and the best of Starship Troopers, but with like an excellent – like Tom, it's one of my favorite roles that Tom Cruise has ever played. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Like it's – because it's kind of about like he starts as this really like self-absorbed jackass <laughs> and turns into like a zen warrior – like by dying a lot by dying like it's it's great cool. I, I love it i loved it uh, um planet of the apes didn't, didn't see, see it, it. Yeah. <laughs> uh guardians of the galaxy loved awesome. it yeah uh interstellar pretty good uh, it, was, it was a pretty movie it, it was kind of a letdown for for like being built up for so long well I, no i just i think uh and this is i i'm gonna sound so pretentious when I say this. christopher nolan's gone mainstream man oh ish. um i i feel like that he lost a lot of his signature moves um and has been moving in that direction i i actually think that uh even um dark knight trilogy aside is its own thing yeah but even with Inception, Inception, I think he was moving in that direction. Inception people were was, like, oh, Inception, it's so hard to follow and it's twisty and turning. No, go watch not. Memento. Yeah. <laughs> Turn around and watch Memento. Or go back further and watch Following, Ooh. where there's not even signposts explaining what's going on. Yeah, no. And it's, it's nonlinear yeah. structure. This is – is. I'm going to spoil Interstellar. I'm just going to do it so – if you haven't seen it right now, you yeah. haven't. The only nonlinear storytelling that goes on in Interstellar is because of time travel, right. which makes it not nonlinear storytelling. <laughs> that makes it linear storytelling. Yes. The line is just a circle. <laughs> yeah. It's it's linear. It's yeah. not it's not like shifting like the, the guy was a master of plot and wasn't in this movie. No. This was spectacle, spectacle, yeah. spectacle. Um, and then I think it's it was weird listening back to the episode last year because you said like there was, you said Matt Damon in a pickup truck, and you clearly meant Matthew McConaughey. I did. I and did. Then, because we, nobody had any idea that Matt Damon was in it. And then Matt Damon ended up being in the. <laughs> so, wow. I am uh, clearly uh, precognizant, or someone's been knocking on my bookshelf or something. Right. Like, um, that's. I had no woo, idea that that did that. That's woo. funny. Yeah. You, weird. Weird. Um,. So Noah and Exodus didn't see them. Both terrible, apparently, and had like white men in the. Well, roles, I can't say I'm surprised which, by yeah. that. Um, and then the Lego Movie, uh, pretty good, awesome, pretty good. Loved it. Everything okay. is awesome. Yeah, but as Legos in it, I'm gonna love it. Well, they're making a sequel, right? Yeah, they they have to. They're also apparently making a spinoff, Lego Batman. Of course, because Batman. Yeah, yeah, I'm Batman. Yeah. Um, 
So I'll just run through real quick because we're almost halfway through the show. Um, some of my pre- a, a couple of my predictions, and then uh, the rest of Kevin's. Um, that Austin would stop being cool. Now we're getting there, and I'm like, "Yep, it, we're getting there." So ACL was muddy and miserable again. Um, the new Austin stuff, like all the new condos going up, um, is really gaining steam. Um, a trend that I didn't really predict, but that goes along with this, like coffee plus beer places yeah, that those are, all those look are, the same. Those are coming around. Are like yeah. even the coffee shops that have been here are turning themselves into trendy coffee plus beer places, and um, not in the same glass though. Except no. we had that. We had that this year. No, we did, yeah. <laughs> Literally mixed together as well. Uh-huh. Coffee and beer. And then yeah. um, Franklin Barbecue, I mean, even La Barbecue has sort of like gotten too long of a line yeah. to wait at. I haven't um, been to Franklin at all this year. I had one good Franklin Barbecue experience last year, and it was only because a friend of mine won the Lone Star Beer like birthday private party at Franklin Barbecue contest. Ah, that'd be a nice thing to win. <laughs> so like 20 of us went to Franklin Barbecue on her birthday. And um, this is going to sound super braggy of me, but it was just like one of the most awesome moments of the year. Aaron Franklin made me an espresso <laughs> himself <laughs> after like in the back room, just the two of us after we had all eaten. And oh, it was like, we had a moment. I was just that's like, cute. I really respect you. And he was like, thanks. And it was like, and like, cheers. Espresso yeah, shot. And it was like, done. I will net like that's <laughs> I have I have reached peak I have completed Franklin Barbecue. Like yeah. I feel like I, I it was like a quest and like <laughs> achievement like, unlocked. I got it, you know. Yeah. And of course we saw Congratulations, the Congratulations, and thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Um also weird like rabbit trail because we do that. Um while I was re-listening to last year's episode and making the notes on this, I was in San Francisco at Sight Glass Coffee. And I look over and I see this this guy with like a bald head and a really cool beard. And I'm like, I've seen him, but you know how you like you know that you've seen someone like only in two dimensions and from the front. It's like, okay, I've seen you on the internet. It's been on the internet. Yeah. We're, narrow that down. Okay, search co-founders of companies like Kickstarter, <laughs> Uber, Lyft. Was it the guy from Pomplamoose? It was Jack Conti <laughs> from Pomplamoose, aka the also starter of found of uh, Patreon. Patreon, yeah. So uh, yeah. totally went up to him and was like, "Hey, Jack, I am a Patreon creator," and I didn't tell him of what, but he was yeah, just like, uh, <laughs> "Yeah, <laughs> I didn't want to get into that." You know, his time is valuable. But I was yes. just like, "Thank you for making it." It was like, "You're awesome." He hugged me. Oh, and that's like, cute. It was it was a moment. Um, so yeah, yeah, moments with famous people. Yeah, like I tweeted at Will Wheaton once. He he uh, replied to no, me once. Levar Burton tweeted at me once. That was oh, pretty okay. cool. What, Matt, what's your famous person experience now that we're we're comparing? I our... I'm trying to think if I even ran into anyone famous. Uh, I don't know if I did I this past year. I can't say mine. You can't say yours uh, because it involves my place of work. Oh. Um, well, I met someone from a thing I really like. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. Um, Google Fiber, we predicted was going to happen because uh, it was supposed to. It, it was, was like literally to. <laughs> announced to happen in 2014. Uh, didn't didn't happen. Barely. Like the sign up period was in for like the first section of the city was in December. Yeah. This but is a secure connection. No, no, not, not, nobody nobody actually working. started getting Google Fiber in 2014. No. Um, but apparently they're going to get they're like uh, lobbying the FCC well, to get access it, to the same. Uh, like power poles and things yeah, that Comcast cool. in. It's it's gonna be good eventually. Eventually, eventually. Um, 
And <laughs> we were like, this is going to be the year for Google Glass. <laughs> And it wasn't. And it was the year that Google Glass died. Yep. <laughs> for real. It was the end of Google Glass. Yep. We were like, for two years, we were like, this is going to be it. And then it was like, mm, no. Uh, but, you know, of course, the iWatch was announced. I ordered a crap The Apple Watch was announced. The Apple Watch was announced. Um, you say it differently, Johnny Ive will kill you. He, yeah. <laughs> In a very beautiful way. Oh, sure. sure. You'll love it. With, with the most gorgeously designed knife, yeah. butcher knife. Yeah. Um, and like I ordered a bunch of wearables, the only ones of which that actually came out in 2014 were the Narrative and the Mayo. I've done nothing. How was How was the Mayo? With my Mayo, nothing at okay, all. Nothing. And uh, the Narrative clip I wore for a brief time, but like maybe it's worth doing a whole episode on that whole arc that I went <laughs> through. I I was like self quantifying out the wazoo in you 2013, were. and in 2014 I just sort of. Initially, it was some, just some very practical things kept me from doing it, and then some like philosophical stuff started to creep in, mm -hmm. and then I read the circle, and then <laughs> I was like, no, maybe not. Like, oh god, no, like no, 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 and just dropped all of it. Yeah. Um, and then the whole Uber Lyft controversy, we totally didn't predict, but that was kind of part of Austin stop being cool. It was. We got super targeted by yeah. that. Like, we were a battleground for these ride-sharing companies yeah so that was uh that okay. was our 2014 predictions we did we did all right so let's uh let's go into Purdue. oh and then um kevin sorry you yeah. had you had a couple of of other broader things yeah um we can we have time to wrap on the, up on this cool you you predicted two related things that we would start seeing the effects of the collapse of cable mm. and i would argue we kind of did I, um, yeah yeah the, you know, the uh, HBO of, announced they're going to do a standalone streaming thing. HBO's breaking off. Yeah. Um, House of Cards and Orange is the New Black Seasons 2 yep. both came out. And, and like a, half a dozen huge. other HBO shows. Yeah. Amazon Prime Instant Streaming is growing. Uh, we saw Marco Polo, yeah, kind yeah. Of like another there's, Netflix original. There's a lot of, a lot of stuff happening there. 2014 was, was this really post-cable, Yeah, I, I would say. Would you agree, Matt? Yeah, I would. Um, I, but I say that hesitantly because I'm sitting here in my hotel room wondering why my cable's so crappy. Uh, <laughs> what are you watching on cable anymore? Well, in hotel well, that's rooms, the everything. Problem, is like I flip on the TV. <laughs> yeah, you flip it on because you're like, you want to watch something in the evening, and you know, there's no uh, Netflix, there's no Roku stick. You know, like there, there's nothing. Well, you and can just so, jack your laptop um, into the HDMI port, right? Well, I could, but I mean, I'm not used to having to travel. <laughs> but I'm not going to. I, I mean, I feel like that's the new, that's part of the new travel pack is just to have like a Chromecast oh, yeah, or a Roku Apple stick, TV yeah, and just plug that into the hotel room TV. Yeah. Right. Yeah, especially with your uh, tiered premium internet. Yeah. Yeah. It's gonna, it's gonna happen. <laughs> well, why not? Um, what is what was the? But no, I so on a serious note though, I do think that. Um, the past year was at least um, influential enough that the word has gotten out that, hey, you don't have to sign up for cable in order to watch a show that you would consider a TV show. Right. Yeah. And and I think, you know, you and I think that's you brought up, Kevin, that there really hadn't been a, a mash of the Internet, which is like everybody has seen it. Mm -hmm. But I would kind of argue that. Orange is the New Black and House of Cards when they were released, yeah. like for that week or two. 
everyone did they were, really they were share the that experience. They were the closest thing to something like that. Yeah. Um, I would also argue, though, that we don't have any shows like that anymore, be it on TV or otherwise. Mm. Um, so I've spent the last three days watching nothing but Friends on Netflix. Wow. Um, more is a challenge to myself than anything else, having, having never actually really watched the show. How far have you gotten? Uh, halfway through season one. Like, okay. not, like, I don't binge watch things, like, just the episode, 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 episode. Uh, That's the only thing I've watched for the last two to three days. Wow. Um, if I want to turn on something, I'll turn on the next episode of Friends. Hmm. Um, but Friends was a, was a blockbuster. Yeah. And, and one of the last true blockbusters on TV, um, in the sense that, you know, people weren't, aren't going down to their barber and asking to get the Kevin Spacey do from... House of Cards, or, or some of them, which they did for, like, Rachel. They said, give me the Rachel. Huh. Um, that was, like, influential on a culture level that everybody, 50 million people watched the finale of Friends wow. 10 years ago. Wow. Um, and we don't have TV shows like that anymore. Hits have six, seven, ten million people watching them. Mm. Yeah, Game of Thrones at its peak was somewhere around Well, there, right? we don't do ratings for Game of Thrones. Well, but estimated viewership was uh, in, in the double-digit millions. Yeah. Which, for like peak, right? As best they could, you yeah, know, because, with all the torrenting. Yeah, yeah. Well, and the um, same thing, but like Netflix doesn't release viewer numbers. We don't know mm-hmm. how many people watched House of Cards. We don't know how many people watched uh, Orange Is the New Black. Right. Because it, because it's not Nielsen. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. It's, <laughs> it's enough for Netflix to keep making those shows. Which it's just between them and the advertisers. Yeah. At well, no, 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 it's between them and the subscribers. Oh, yeah, yeah. Enough people are subscribed to Netflix that Netflix deems it worthwhile to keep making that show. Yeah, that's true. They're really not ad-supported, no. which is which is great. I, I think that's the biggest thing that's come out of it is it's shown that you can do excellent content that people pay directly mm-hmm. for. Um, or, I mean, less indirectly yes. <laughs> than the other, than the alternatives. Cool. What were um, other predictions? Yeah, that's, that's pretty much all of our predictions. Um, I didn't predict anything else? No. lazy. Not really. Okay. Nope. Cool. Nope. That's it. Um, so, let's start with you, Matt. Predictions for 2015. Okay. Either personal or larger scale. Yeah, or for yourself. Somewhere or for in the, between. For the world. <laughs> Well, we'll start small. Um, goals, uh, like I guess, pr- goals more than predictions for myself. Um, I'm going to continue diving um, for sure. Like I said, trips already booked. Um, we'll see if uh, my friends convince me to do a shark dive. Mm. Um, if I feel adventurous, that'll be the that'll be taking the dive to the next level. We'll see. Um, if so, I'm sure there will be. Uh, a little bit of uh, video action to prove it happened. So we'll see. Yeah, I want, um, I want GoPro, GoPro footage of like the shark biting the GoPro off of you and then like the inside of the shark. I want that also. As it digests the GoPro. Right. <laughs> well, and then one of my peers will have to follow the shark until they recover the GoPro. Right. Yeah. You'll see like the knife <laughs> cutting through and then like a light and then a hand <laughs> reaching in. <laughs> I would really right. watch that. Yeah, <laughs> me too. Um, what else? Um, I would too, actually. Uh, so then, uh, let's see. Personally, um, kind of like personal learning, education, I'd like to learn Java. Um, I mean, as a programmer, I've been in the Microsoft world forever. Um, I've done C++, C Sharp, .NET. I mean, at work, we're Microsoft Gold Certified Partners. So in all my years of programming, I've never, I've done like one Java program. So my goal is to learn Java and learn it well. Um, all right. Just because I don't. In the same vein, uh, I spent 2013 
really, uh, I would say, mastering the art of Java when it comes to coffee. Oh, uh, I, I, <laughs> that segue though. Yeah, I've made a lot of different coffee, a lot of different ways. I don't know if I started in 2014. Um, I mean, I got my pour, first pour have, over. Have device. you done Turkish coffee, Kevin? Uh, I've not made Turkish coffee. I've, I've had, had Turkish it. coffee. Because you need Turkish coffee is cool. It's where you just boil it open mm-hmm. and you scrape the bitters off the top. Yep. Um, the, I've, I've had it. I've not made it. Uh, most recently, I've started making uh, coffee in my mocha pot, M-O-K-A, hmm. uh, which is a stovetop espresso style. Um, I have a little six-cup pot that makes six espresso cup-sized cups, which is about enough to fill my coffee cup. <laughs> uh, and they're, they're – I first discovered it on Boing Boing, and the uh, the editor who was writing about it said, "If you drink the whole cup, you will die," um, which is what <laughs> I normally drink. Oh um, <laughs> it's intense. Um, it's 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 good. Well, I hate to break it to you, but all men will die, Kevin. Yes. <sighs> yeah. Uh, but no, so I've done that. I, I've uh, I've sold cold brew coffee to friends. You know, um, so, you, so that you, happened. <laughs> have you read Homeland? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah, now I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. I laughed so much at that. I was like, it's ah! uh, also um, like Cory Doctorow is just like so self indulgent with his oh like yes character like who he has the characters encounter yes and oh how, god and like um, it's, like it's, just, it's it's borderline fan fiction in it's, places it's so and it oh yeah. It, it's it's just nerd fan service. Yeah. Or just, just like I think it's just Cory Doctorow fantasies. It is. It basically <laughs> is all of the things that he wished happened to him as yeah. a kid. Um, um, which is okay. Right. That's cool. The books are still fun. They are. They're very, um, they're yeah, very no, so, but they're, they're like yeah. The 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 selling cold brew coffee at um yeah. at Burning Man. Like I've actually I've actually got to the point. I don't know if my, my parents necessarily get it, but I've like I've I've impressed my parents with my coffee drink coffee making. Um which it's, is to say that like I like they they laugh at me for being snobbish about it, um, and then I make a guy like yeah, it's actually pretty good. Yeah, like, no, my, it's, I yeah. I have gotten into like the appreciation of, of mm-hmm. well made coffee. I have not made the step yet into actually making it well on my own. Well, um, for me, that's that's the part I love. Like coffee is good. Mm-hmm. I like coffee. I'll drink coffee. It's good. It's good for me. It keeps me awake. Um, but I love the <laughs> ritual of making coffee and mm. that's really what I've discovered. I, I enjoy more than anything. Like, so I'll, I'll make coffee and just give it to someone. I have some coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, like I'll drink it too because that's fun. Um, but th- the actions and the process and have you, are you watching PBS idea channel? No. Cause like Mike Rignetta did an episode <laughs> like basically exactly that. Oh, cool. Like, it's um, very much a thing. For and so that's too. why I have like eight different ways to make coffee and I have a couple more I want to buy soon. Um, because I, hmm. I love exploring that process and that mechanism. Um, can I, can I just real quick, I'm going to set that as a goal for 2015 to, uh, have Mike Rugnetta on bad philosophy. You can certainly set that as a goal. All right. <laughs> uh, let's see what happens. Uh, we already had one crossover episode in 2014 that totally got posted on time. Yeah. Working on that. Um, <laughs> side note. Yeah. Our new friend, um, our new friend Robert Babst, I have I have totally like converted over to the light side of of like strong security. Um, he is he's like gone all the way down the rabbit trail with me. Yeah. Um, on like using a VPN and like getting out of Dropbox. Uh, we're both using BitTorrent Sync now. Yeah. And I think he's using Mega. Um, We'll talk yeah. Mega. I have, I don't That's what he said he was using to me. That's he, all I'm saying. He is using that now. Yeah, that's probably a good one too. I don't know. I like I like BitTorrent Sync though. Um, but anyways, yeah, like he's we've had a crossover show. So 
Uh, other predictions. Uh, I, I so real quick, I gotta yeah. throw one in. Um, just because I've been reading a bunch of economics textbooks yeah. and a lot of just the d- dark, dark, <laughs> techno skeptical things. Uh-huh. I finally watched Black Mirror. By the way, I still haven't finished it. I watched the first season. <sighs> They have a Christmas. Um, Apparently, the Christmas special is amazing. Oh, it's. I need to finish it. it. Every single episode of that show, I'm just like, that was so on point and makes me just terrified, terrified <laughs> of the. It's present. a horror series. Yeah, and it. But the problem is, like, there. I don't re- have a lot of good re- like it. I see validation of like the things that they're bringing up, and yeah. like. Um, oh yeah. And then, of course, reading Dave Eggers' The Circle, uh-huh. uh, which is about, you know, like, what if Facebook and Google were the same company and controlled the world? Like, <laughs> uh, yeah, that kind of stuff. So I – but, like, coupled with all, like, me reading Thomas Piketty's Capital in the 21st Century, mm-hmm. um, I, I'm pretty dark on, like, the financial and, you know, economic situations for the, yeah. Yeah, for the world. So like the financial shocks from the Russian and Japanese recessions mm-hmm. are going to have consequences in 2015. Like they've started in 2014, but we're going to, we're going to see them then. feel them. Yeah. And it's, you know, low gas prices. Yay. But like once all of your shipping and like electronics and just, Oh, crazy. Like things we never would have been able to predict start yeah. like going wrong because of these recessions, the, the world is highly interconnected. Mm-hmm. And for people to think that like two major economies can go into recession and us not feel it here is extremely naive. Yeah. So we're going to feel that. And there might be some Occupy style protests in Europe um, as like there might be more austerity measures because the Russian economy feeds um they they buy a lot of what europe produces so the european economy might go into recession as a result of that and And, yeah uh, they might be giants (laughs) Uh, i'm actually segueing here they might be giants okay uh in 2015 is re is bringing back dial a song um, which is the, wait so these aren't really predictions that's just the thing that's going to happen okay. <laughs> uh, it's already started um, but that's okay uh, but dial a song is coming back so you can call a number and they will sing a song to you uh, it's a recording but they will have a recorded song play for you a new one every week um, it's going to premiere on the GS with Mike Pesco which is a podcast <laughs> on Monday and then Tuesday you can call in and hear the new song as well on the uh. phone um, it's toll free so it no longer costs you're no longer paying to call Brooklyn <laughs> um, which is what it used to be, um, yeah. and they're releasing each, a new song every single week for the entire year, cool. um, and I'm super excited about that. As as I've I've slowly come to realize that uh, I think they might be Giants is my favorite band, hmm. um, and I I have eclectic music tastes, but I, I'm pretty confident saying that having listened to almost everything they've ever put out repeatedly, they're good. Um, they're good. Oh, I totally had another prediction I was going to make that was actually predictiony. Um, but I don't remember what it was. Uh, I'm sure it'll, it'll come to you. It'll Matt, come back. Do you have another one, Matt? How about Brian? Uh, like, well, like yeah, not a goal um, for you. <laughs> yeah. Well, like I said, start small and get bigger. So. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Before you get started, Matt, um, <laughs> we, so we have rules and oh, yeah. we are getting toward the end of the show. We, for, let's, we have to do 10 minutes of what's called the linguistic labyrinth <laughs> where none of us can use first person singular or plural pronouns so no i no, no me no we no us 
no our, you know, like yeah. no no first person pronouns for ten minutes. So you ready? Go. Matthew understands. Matthew understands. <laughs> Good. <laughs> okay. So the linguistic labyrinth <laughs> begins now. So Matt, your prediction. Excellent. So a trend that has become evident lately has been the this is a hard challenge right <laughs> sorry to spring it on you on such short notice well, because you're doing great I so going, far i was going to preface oh, uh, yeah i was going to preface the uh, prediction with a personal story but it, that kind of falls apart now it certainly um, does so i'll tell a story about a, a third-party character so this guy named jerry was out at um, a wedding and he noticed <laughs> that there was multiple generations of people wearing um, technology wearables, which really blew his mind because um, up until this point, it had been the hip people, it had been the technologists, it had been someone who just wanted, had too much money to spend. Mm. But he noticed that it was um, people that were between the age of 35 and 50, and they were talking about how they were losing weight and they were connecting their jawbone up to their Bluetooth-enabled fo phone, and they were talking about their sleeping when they woke up. And it was kind of surprising because Jerry remembered that it really was you know, a year ago that um, a lot of people did not understand how to even use a phone to wake up versus having the front desk at a hotel call you. And so it was kind of strange to see that become commonplace. And in Jerry's mind, that was the um, that that was the piece that was missing in order for wearables to become popular. And that's that people didn't understand that they could actually use them and feel that they were valuable to their lives. They weren't just commodities. And so um, that, I think, is still going to become a bigger deal tied into uh, – oh, dang it, I said I. <laughs> Twice. <laughs> so um, uh, this is uh, yeah, buzzwords or something. So, Although, although um, to be, to be honest, Matt, that is, that is one of the best solutions yeah, to the linguistic That's linguistic super clever. Uh, we've done this three times now. <laughs> Still screw up. Uh, yeah. um, creating a, a, a third-party um, character to uh, <laughs> refer to yourself. Yeah, that's right. pretty good. Um, so uh, given given that wearables, I think, are going to become – well, Jerry thinks it's going to become more commonplace. <laughs> um, the I, That enables um, a – second factor authentication to become more prevalent, more easy, more available because people are willing to have something with them mm. that they didn't have before. There's, there's and, a, uh, a project called the, um, Oh God. Uh, NIMI. That's uh, a heart rate. Like it's a high frequency heart rate, uh, wearable that basically looks at your heart rate and makes a signature out of it for the factor mm -hmm. or for the purpose of two factor hmm. authentication. So you, you, That's cool. yeah, That's cool. right. You unlock something with your heart rate. Now what's super scary about that is I, you know, heart rate feels like something you can record yeah. of somebody else, just like a thumbprint. And yeah. you know, you can't really change your you heart rate. That, uh, signature. It is now, uh, you can be compelled to give up your fingerprint um, in certain states to yeah. unlock things in certain states, uh, which is easy to fix because yep. all you have to do is turn your phone off or, uh, or wait more than uh, forty-eight hours. Yeah, but well, I was like, if if one was going to go to a protest, for example, where there's yeah. a chance of being arrested, you really don't want to bring your primary phone. You don't. To begin with. But but yeah, if you do, turn your phone off. Turn your phone off. Uh, 
tur- turn the fingerprint authentication off. You can do that too for but, yeah. that period of time. Yeah, there's there's an excellent website uh, to digress on this mm-hmm. called the uh, the Surveillance Self Defense Guide that uh, EFF put together a couple of years back and has a article on like you know what to do with your phone when you're at a protest. Yeah, uh, best yeah. practices to follow. So. Yeah, there's in in this you're you're right, Matt. Like this two factor stuff, I think will become a lot more accessible to people. But I don't want folks to get I, I, what what worries what worries uh, uh, other people. Jeremy <laughs> is that these uh, hey, that is a ripoff of Jerry. <laughs> no, different, different name, different name, different. You got Jeremy, different name, different person. Jeremy over here. Uh, what, oh, we've got how we've got. Oh, going to bring sorry. weed into this. <laughs> Jeff McKenzie is just sitting pretty over here. <laughs> Jeff, what is what does Jeff think about about wearables becoming mainstream? Jeff doesn't like wearables. Did, you know, Jeff is not fond. Jeremy of doesn't like wearables either. Did we just did we just beat the linguistic lab? Uh, sorry. Did <laughs> did Jeff, Jerry, and Jeremy? Just defeat the link. Did they just defeat the linguistic? I think labyrinth? they have. <laughs> Good news is the linguistic labyrinth probably wasn't long for this world anyway. No. And uh, the next rule set update, they will probably be uh, looking to change that. Uh, having having discovered the solution on behalf of the host of Bad Philosophy. Yes. <laughs> does it does that count as an audience suggestion? <laughs> <laughs> Sure. <laughs> so, uh, what was that prediction concisely, Matt? More wearables all the time. Concisely, Where, wearables will make two-factor authentication more feasible and also more popular, or just feasible. And I think it. Well, dang it, Jerry, Jerry thinks <laughs> uh, that the uh, there's going to be a greater understanding of why things work. Uh, up until well I would say even right now you go talk to someone and they they tell you they have a password and they don't know why one password is more secure than another and it, with the advent of more prevalent two-factor authentication it might give people pause to stop and wonder what makes something secure and to try to figure out why one password is more secure than the other because I mean this is old stuff this these are concepts that have been around for you know more than a decade but oh yeah uh, multiple decades people might but people might start thinking about um, asking why up until this point if it works no one cares and I think that's sure they say if I can log in to whatever I need and it works so be it but especially People are getting hurt these days just by shopping at Home Depot. Yeah, they don't have to actually make on their own. Them to start ask what they can do to actually be a little proud about protecting themselves. Yeah, I, th- I think you you hit the nail on the head there. It, it is just going to get people t- t- talking about it. I think that that that's what that's what has happened in 2014 is, mm-hmm. is people are aware of it now. And then 2015 is going to be, okay, what's, let's, let's, let's start it. And there's going to be some misses. I, I think what a lot of the, you know, we speculate that two factor is, or you speculate that two factor is going to uh, be the, the thing that takes off or, or that it, I, I, I think, uh, 
crap. Jeremy thinks. Um, Having things beaten like, the linguistic labyrinth might just, be time to retire it for the I day. Think, I think this is it. All right, we'll, we'll retire it technically a minute early, but boom. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think that uh, just just taking taking authentication everywhere out of the equation is going to be better. But I, I actually, Matt, worry about the the flip side of it, that, that wearables will actually have the opposite effect. I think wearables are one uh, subset of the Internet of Things, just like putting the Internet in everything, making everything in... I'm putting it in my microwave right now. Right. An, make everything an addressable device. Yeah. May not be the best idea for, you know, the broader security of, of everything. Um, because you're, you're, uh, making the attack surface a lot larger in, in info security terms. You're just making, you're, you're creating a lot more things that can be exploited. And it turns out right. that, that it, that matters a lot more than the individual security of, mm-hmm. of any one thing by just increasing the level of, of complexity in the systems that are being deployed makes them more vulnerable like that's a strong variable so by everyone having it's like saying you know it's like safer because there's less surface area for to run into right it's like the more windows you have in your house or the more like (laughs) right the more doors like it doesn't matter if you really highly secure your front door if your uh, chimney is (laughs) not secure any old you know guy in a red and white suit could just like drop down it whenever he wants to and just like leave stuff in your house or take something from your house milk cookies cookies you know the things that we you know we really you know, value. something about this all that i find interesting and I, I was hating on grandmas earlier in the example of all this new technology but uh it i think that it doesn't matter what age someone is they can be six they can be twice or they can be 66 uh they general um, just uh unawareness of how what they're using works is everywhere i don't think it spans um i don't think it is contained to one generation i think it spans all generations i i agree i uh, think, which is I kind think of this, depressing. yeah you can't you can't say this is like the digital natives quote unquote have it solved and because uh, i see plenty of people my age that are completely unaware of how the internet actually works because they they didn't they've like grown up on these on a uh, a kind of internet that's very different from what the internet started out as, where a lot of these things are just sort of abstracted away from the underlying technologies. And that's really dangerous, right. I think. I mean, the, the whole notion of the cloud getting rid of files makes people think that files don't exist anymore or that the, they're not actually stored anywhere. And we're like not there yet. Like the cloud still means stored on somebody else's computer, computer North or Carolina. you know stored somewhere that I don't know about. You know, under the control of someone else. Yeah, it doesn't really mean like in a in an ethereal cloud. Um, I think that that mm-hmm. what's going to be really cool. Here's another prediction of mine for for um, 2015. We'll start to see, uh, and you know, credit to Fred Wilson for this. A lot of people are saying it that we'll see blockchain and Bitcoin-based applications that go beyond currency get deployed a lot broader in 2015. Things like hmm. Ethereum um, and the various uh, technologies like Iris built on top of it um, that really will be distributing data and processing and certain kinds of applications across systems in an encrypted fashion such with no centralized control mechanism, 
that truly will achieve this notion of the cloud. Um, and this sort of intervening period where we gave everything to Dropbox is going to be a, an unfortunate step to get there. <laughs> um, but, you know, helping, trying, trying to explain to someone what Ethereum is, <laughs> is one of the freaking hardest things. I don't know what it is. <laughs> it's, oh God, I'm not even, and I'm not even going to try on the show. Like it's, it just requires you to know about how so many other things on the internet work in detail and also like hard math and computer science mm-hmm. to really get like why it's even a really cool thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it is like, it truly is one of those things that could potentially change the way that we govern ourselves and create corporations. Um, like that's, it's like almost an internet level shift in uh, systems design. But anyways, we're coming up to the end of the show. Uh, I did remember that last thing I wanted, which is not so much a prediction, but mm-hmm. a, uh, a goal, which is uh, I'd like to have a new job by 2015. Oh, by the end of cool. 2015. That, um, that, goes, that goes for me too. I think that would, I would, that would be good would for like both that. of us. <laughs> um, the game for cats. Any any last predictions before we before we wrap up the show here, Matt? Uh, I think we're gonna see some changes in uh, payment solutions in general. I, I I'm not gonna go on a limb and say that it'll be Apple Pay, but I think we're going to see the um, some alternatives to pulling out a piece of plastic or nowadays if you have a metal credit card we'll see alternatives to metal payment solutions the fact that metal credit cards became a normal thing is weird to me (laughs) yeah yeah like i'm not saying like the currency is going to change i'm saying the method of the uh, transaction and the processing is going to change well i would love to see you know the the whole qr code thing that um that was going to be a competitor to Apple Pay was kind of stupid, but if <laughs> uh, if if you know somehow Squirrel were able to be used through an NFC chip, I think you know trusting that kind of a mechanism, um, where it's just, you know just the, the whole tap to pay thing. Um, yeah. Apple Pay is surprisingly secure. Actually. Yeah, no, it's it's and it's based on because Apple didn't design the system no, that Apple no. Pay uses. It which a lot of people don't understand, <laughs> um, but like that that kind of. Uh, NFC based payments thing was already worked out far in advance and is like, yeah, crazy. It's tokenized payments. So each time you make a transaction, it's like you create a new credit card just for that transaction that will only only ever be used for that transaction. Yeah. Yeah. It's the best. Um, I'm also going to be getting some of these interim solutions like coin, I think will finally ship in 2015 and I'll be like too little too late and like, and then throw it on the trash. I don't want any more. Um, but yeah, I would like to, I would really like to see that change. I don't know. My fear is that it will get centralized to a different place and be just as insecure. Oh, well, well, we have a minute. Um, thanks for coming on the show, Matt. Oh, you bet. It's lots of fun. Always. Yeah, uh, where can people find you on the internet these days? Uh, do a Google search for Legmar, L-E-G-M-A-R. You'll find me somewhere. Um, I think in some previous episode we talked about the origin of your name, but it was like uh, that was a long time ago. Like it came from like Legmart. But we wanted <laughs> right, to shorten it to five letters, been... so we made it uh, Legmar. Six, six letters. No, we wanted to shorten it to five letters. Go listen to the episode. You want? Oh yeah, that's right. Well, Kevin remembers this better than I do. <laughs> it was a funny story. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, we don't know what episode it is, but it's there somewhere on the internet. It's been back there. If you learn how the internet works, you might be able to find it. You might. Um, or if we just get 
transcripts of all of our shows eventually. Okay, 15 seconds. I'm S-T-O-R-R-E-N-C-E on Twitter. Kevin is Kev Sand. K-E-V-S-A-U-N-D. Check us out at badphilosophy.com and uh, maybe sometime soon uh, patreon.com slash badphilosophy. What? See you in 2015. <laughs> you may ask yourself, what is that beautiful house? You may ask yourself, where does that highway go to? And you may ask yourself, am I right? Am I wrong? And you may say to yourself, my God, what have I done? You know what we didn't talk about? What did we not talk about? Clowns. We didn't talk we about didn't, clowns at all. We didn't talk about new movies that we're excited about. Oh, yeah, not really. Um, I guess I'm not. <laughs> oh, come on. Uh, Into the Woods was good, but other than that, like, I, there's not a lot of... Uh, Ant-Man. I want to see Ant-Man. Ant-Man. Everyone see Ant-Man. More Marvel stuff, I guess. Star Wars, Jurassic World. Avengers 2. Star Wars. Aven- oh, Star, yeah, Star Wars. Wars. Of course. I'd like to see that. We did a whole episode on Star Wars, though, we, so... We did. Um... Yeah. Well, frack that.